Okay, talk some more. My name is Russ Nickel. Uh, It's a pleasure to speak with you this evening. Because this is a podcast and is not live, I do not actually know what time of day it is for you. But it's evening for me. That looks really hot. <laughs> like I'm too close. So hot. No, I just can't handle it. Oh, like it. sexually hot? Yeah. Good. No, I meant the first thing. <clears throat> Damn it. drama bonus episode for book number eight heartbreaker (laughs) we shared a very intense stare during that opening i'm here with russ nickel thank you for joining me again i'm still here from the last time i did not join you again i didn't even give you a bathroom break (laughs) sorry well it's like i'm bill and you're jessica and i'm your slave so yeah fun i'm not wearing a necklace but you can pull on my sweatshirt ties oh (laughs) pull so hard that it comes right out the other end (laughs) i'm free yeah that's my dirty talk what do you you like it (laughs) no (laughs) your face right now (laughs) what I don't even know what it means, but it sounds painful. <laughs> that was the joke. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Not <laughs> I made myself anything laugh. out my other ends. Eesh. So we are talking about the book Heartbreaker, in which mm. uh, Pat Bill Benatar. Cha- um, no, not even no. Pat Benatar does come up in this series, though. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Benatar. She was the Maven in the eighties. Everybody likes Pat Benatar. Nice. So they talk about her and listen to her tunes. And, like, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, nice. Like, Matt Dillon and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of something that we didn't talk about in the main episode, which is the purview of extra drama. Oh. In this book, there is a lot of conversation about Hollywood, and Jessica has this fantasy of going to become a movie star. Mm-hmm. And this part I thought was really funny, where they're talking about a specific uh, movie that was popular in the 80s and is still very popular. Lila is kind of pretending like she's as cool as Jessica, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's the one that's going to be chosen to go to Hollywood. With a perfectly straight face, she added, Actually, if you want to know the truth, they offered me the lead role in Raiders of the Lost Ark before Karen Allen, but I had to turn it down. Harrison Ford was too much for you, right? Jessica played along. No, of course not. She wrinkled her pert nose. Harry and I got along fine. It's just that I hate snakes. (laughs) <laughs> and then she proceeds to think like, huh, Just, I also don't yeah. like snakes. I'll, I'll read it. Jessica recalled the scene in the movie in which the hero and the heroine were <laughs> dropped into an Egyptian tomb full of snakes. Ugh, had they really used live snakes? Maybe there was more to being an actress than she'd considered. Wait, are you really supposed to like someone in order to be in a relationship with them? Maybe there's more to dating than I considered. That was a really good Bill Chase impression. Thanks. So, one of the reasons, it's funny though that you do such a good Bill Chase impression because one of the reasons that I hooked you up with this book specifically, asked you to read this book, is because I, I know as a young Californian youth in San Diego, you were like a long blonde haired beach boy. Totally, brah. And so tell me about that. Was life just like Bill Chase's life? It was just like it. I, you would not believe. 
the number of people I've cared about who've died, the number of my friends who've almost drowned that I've had to perform mouth to mouth on. Aww. None of this is true. But what about true things? True things? Uh, he, he, when he used terms about the ocean, I had never heard them before. And I literally <laughs> went to look them up to be like, did this person make up a surf term? Uh, they didn't, but certainly not one that I know of. And I, yeah, I went to the beach every day, every summer. Were you a surfer? I was a body surfer, Ooh. which people don't know about as much, but it's the same thing. You still catch the waves. You just don't use a board. You catch it with your body. That's even more hardcore. Yeah. Right? It's pretty fun. I competed in a body surfing competition, just like Dee Dee. Did you was, win third place? I was top 10 in the world my age. Oh my goodness. Man. Celeb status, there, body surfing. There were eight of us. In the world? <laughs> you were, so you, there were eight of you in the top 10? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It was good. Well, good for you. I connected strongly to this book. Mm-hmm. What other ways? Uh, <laughs> the pining, all the pining. The all lack, the pining. The lack of communicating. Well, I thought it would be kind of funny to think if there was like a moral to this book. Mm. Because a lot of stuff happens. There's a lot of miscommunication. Yeah. Tell people how you feel. Yeah, I think that might be it. The miscommunication drives the story, but it's not just because so that there can be a plot. Sometimes it is. Like, sometimes it's definitely just so the plot can be more twisty and turny. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I do think it's kind of to teach a lesson, especially with the Elizabeth and Todd yeah. storyline. Well, And it's not just miscommunication in the normal sense of like, oh, I saw this thing and then there wasn't time to explain. It's, it's willful non-communication yeah you know, where they're actively anytime there's a chance to talk about something one of the two parties flees right and they think that they know how the other person feels yeah i actually think that this is so valuable um brene brown writes about it i read a whole brene brown book rising strong where she talks so much about uh, storytelling and the way that we make up stories is just a natural thing that human beings do. Mm -hmm. And that, like, being aware of when and under what circumstances you're doing that, and when the story that you're making up is causing trouble because it might not be true, uh, it's been something that I find myself thinking about a lot. And, uh, man, these people needed Brene Brown. <laughs> 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 they yeah. needed somebody to tell them. To quit making shit up about yeah. what other people are thinking and feeling. Agreed. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to talk about on top of the actually valid theme there uh, was there was a section where we talked about boys, but what about the section where we talk about men? Ooh. Are, were there any men in this book? <laughs> there's a couple dads. <laughs> okay, just... there's Ned Wakefield who makes a lot of dad lawyer jokes. Oh man. Only. It's like he appears his in this one book. trait. <laughs> it's like that argument wouldn't hold up in court, young lady. And then the book <laughs> like, reminds us that he's a lawyer. It's his only character. And also, while their inner thoughts refer to him as dad most of the time, sometimes their inner thoughts refer to him as Ned Wakefield, <laughs> which I think <laughs> is amazing. But uh there's also Patsy's dad. And I love when she talks about coming back from France. <laughs> she says, Patsy sighed. Dad's always getting transferred. Sometimes I feel like a ping pong ball. But this time we're home to stay. I hope, she added with a giggle. 
<laughs> Giggle. <laughs> it's like this really heartbreaking thing where she's had to move around her whole life, and now they're finally back the place she wants to be, like of her childhood, and she's like, this time we're home to stay. I hope. <laughs> She sounds insane when you put it that way. I think she might be insane. It has to be one of those moments where she's so broken that she just laughs. There's a weird time thing in this book. Now, I I feel like I harp on this a lot because I get really confused about the timeline of this. Mm -hmm. But now this actually affects the last book. So I don't know when we're supposed to think this book starts, but it starts in there, like, in the midst of a school play practice, and Mm -hmm. it ends, and the play is being put on. Yeah. Now, I was very heavily involved in drama in high school. We did three plays a year, and, like, Mm -hmm. there there was always a play on. Yeah. So that, it took, it takes months to put your play together. So when did they start rehearsing? When were the auditions? Was it when Elizabeth was in her coma? I mean, did she just miss it? Because, like, was it when she was home recuperating? I don't know. But I want to know. Well, plus, you know, I didn't think about this, but they spend so much time at the beach. And as a person who grew up in a beach town in Southern California, no one went to the beach during school. It wasn't summer. And you're at school. You go all summer when you're out of school. This book also points out that um, it never gets below 50 degrees in California. And it's kind of like making fun of Dee Dee. <laughs> like, Dee Dee's sitting outside. It's nighttime. It is cold in California at night. Not like winter in Chicago cold, but mm-hmm. like, you know, cold enough that you want to have a coat on. Yeah. And she's feeling cold. And it's like, forgetting momentarily that it never got below 50 degrees in California, Dee Dee thought that she didn't care if she froze to death. And it's just like, <laughs> that's like throwing some unnecessary shade at Dee Dee. Like, right. while she's down, look. I mean, that ties in with the whole surfing thing. I never once got the sense that this was written by a surfer. Like, they spend almost no time in the ocean. The only time they describe catching a wave... It's like this weird moment where Dee Dee wipes out. I don't think they use the term wipe out. They just try to like physically describe something about how the board something. And he, ta- he says something about like riding a curl. <laughs> something uh, that like that. That was the one. It was, uh, what was it? It was like Threading ca- a loop catching or, or cutting. I, that's the one I looked up because I'm like, no one says that. It's crazy. I think, though, that time-wise, there's no chance that we haven't gotten through a whole school year at this point in terms of events that take place. So just keep that in mind, everybody. You know, it's book eight, uh, and there are over 100 books in this series. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's how long the year lasts. It's in some sort of time warp. It's worth further consideration. That's Maybe, amazing. like, an academic paper. I, can go, <laughs> I need to go back to school and get my PhD so I can write the academic paper that's about so the timeline of Sweet Valley High. Yeah. Um, I, did you have some highlights that you wanted? I thought it could be fun if you just want to read them. Oh, I don't know. We'll have, like, we'll close with a nice Great. reading, dramatic reading from Russ of favorite quotes. Kiss me, Jessica purred seductively in Bill's ear. Maybe we can get it right this time. <laughs> he could still see her, those deep, deep blue-green eyes, the spun-gold hair that drifted silkily about her shoulders, her cameo of a face. What does that mean? Uh, yes, it was really good. <laughs> the two girls were identical in every way. It's clearly not true. That's how the book describes them. <laughs> Not they looked identical. They were identical in every way. With Bill, it's different, and you know it. 
Can I help it if he's in love with me? Come on, Jess. That's like the spider telling the fly it's his fault for getting stuck in the web. Are you implying I'm responsible? asked Jessica, fluttering her long lashes in complete innocence. Remember, Liz, I only went out with him in the first place to save your skin. You were out with Bruce, if I recall. Elizabeth groaned. Ugh, don't remind me. (laughs) There's your one reference. Oh, here's the father thing, like... But I've got a date at 7.30. I'll never be ready in time. Seems like I've heard that argument before, Mr. Wakefield said, taking a sip of his coffee. Sorry, Jess, but it would never hold up in court. The twin's father could seldom resist bringing his lawyer's logic into play. He's, that's not a joke. He's not dad joking. He's like, to me, he was being entirely serious. Yeah. And that's why she can't go out at 7.30, because it wouldn't hold up in court. The backstory with Julianne, they find out that they're both surfers. And she, like, talks to him and is friendly. So from Julianne, uh, once they found out that they both like surfing, I was afraid it would make you nervous, she replied, blushing. Besides, you're not exactly the talkative type. Not even her embarrassment could hide the teasing sparkle in her eyes. Now it was Bill's turn to blush. I guess I couldn't think of anything to talk about before. Well, we have something in common now, she said and smiled. We do? Uh, what? Bill stammered, so flustered he couldn't think straight. Surfing! (laughs) They both laughed. After that, Bill found conversation easy. That's how you fall in love, kids. But then she dies in the car accident. That was kind of In a single sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Jessica looking at Dee Dee and Bill and being angry. Still, Dee Dee wasn't half as pretty as she was. Why was Bill wasting his time? There's a line about Patsy when Jessica is consoling Elizabeth, and she says, I guess you're right, but honestly, Liz, there's no reason to go off the deep end about it. There are other things besides looks. Elizabeth groaned and rolled over onto her back. Right now, I can't think of any. (laughs) Liz is afraid of sharks, Jessica teased, glancing quickly at Patsy. The double meaning was obvious. Lila didn't pick up on it, however. Really? I remember the first time I saw Jaws. I was even afraid to go swimming in our pool afterward. Kara laughed. That's because your pool is the size of the Pacific Ocean, she said, making reference to the conspicuousness of the Fowler's wealth. (laughs) See, that's how you plant a character detail. Now you know that Lila's rich and her whole family is very wealthy. I just love the editorializing. Like... The double meaning was obvious. Making reference to... Like, it's not good enough to ever just have the dialogue. Well, no, it's not. (laughs) Hot tears flooded her eyes and scalded her cheeks. (laughs) Like, those are some hot-ass tears. Jesus Christ. Oh, and I already did the warm sensations. Those are all my readings. Thank you. They were beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, wait. No, there's one more. What about Tom? Did you notice that he and Patsy have been dancing practically every dance together, she giggles. Maybe the punch was spiked with Elmer's glue. (laughs) This has been Sweet Valley Podcast, the podcast, with your host, Marissa Flaxbart. Thanks, that was almost right. You can email us at www.sweetvalleypodcastthepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Russ, thank you very much. I have a sound effect for you.
That was for your excellent performance here tonight. Woo. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. He was talking a little closer to the microphone as if to indicate the listeners of the show. I also thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Da, da, ba, da, ba, ba, da, hey. Well, that was pretty. Good, good singing. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Page 75. Okay, that's enough. <laughs>